episode of the Second Floor Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Do you ever feel like just a number? A digit? A denominator? A decimal? Another cog in the big bank machine? Waiting on hold? Online? Never on time? And always on your dime? Like your worth is only calculated by your net worth. In a world full of numbers, it's nice to know there's a place where you're not one. Connect First Credit Union. Bank on a brighter future. Alec, brother, thank you for coming on to the second floor, my man. Uh, glad to be here, bro. Yeah, appreciate really it. We talked about this for a while now. We have, bro. We have. We were talking about it months. I wanted to have you on months ago. Even yeah. before COVID, we were talking about yeah. having you on. Um, I wanted to get into your story a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've known you for uh, a couple years now. Um, three, four years. Probably. Three, four years, yeah. Um, you know, you've been a barber. You're an owner now. Yeah. Um, you do content creation. Um, you do you do a lot of things that, especially at um, your age, a mm-hmm. lot of people uh, don't do or even yeah. at, at the same time, they don't, you know, they haven't taken the risks and, the, uh, and investing in themselves as much as you have. Um, so... Yeah, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no um, problem, bro. I wanna. Oh, yeah. So let's get into kind of your backstory a little bit before, you know, compound was before a thing. Compound. How did you get into, um, you know, the barbershop game, mm-hmm. and uh, what was what was the whole backstory behind that? Well, uh, I've told this story a lot of times actually, but I'm actually a college, uh, high school dropout. Mm. So I was in grade twelve. Uh, Last semester, instead of finishing that semester, I started working landscape mm. for my bas- my basketball coach, actually. So he knew I was skipping school to go work for him because he had a company. Mm-hmm. Me and my other friend, he's like my teammate, my best friend. We were both working. But uh, after work one day, we were broke. We didn't have money for haircuts. But the hair's getting long. It's kind of hot day, you know, landscape, just working uh, with the wheelbarrow and stuff. But yeah, I cut his hair. He cut mine. Just from YouTube, he had like spare Walmart clippers. And then from my first haircut, I enjoyed it so much that I told myself already that that was going to be my career. Like you don't really know that you want to be something until you tell yourself that like, you know, you could be like, okay, I like doing this. But until you tell yourself that that you really like it and that, that you're going to become it, it's not like, it's never going to be that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, what's something that you were like, like your podcast, you, you just do it, right? Mm-hmm. But once you actually tell yourself, oh, this is a thing, we're actually going to do this, like in your, you believe yeah. that you're actually doing it. Yeah, no, I I love that, man. I think that 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 makes a lot of sense. I think everything I've done from the beginning, uh, kind of relating to you, is like mm-hmm. it's. I've told myself that internally, where I yeah. want to do it before mm-hmm. it's even manifested. Yeah, like we we I was thinking about the podcast years before, you know, it actually manifested into what it is, yeah, right? Exactly. Um, but no, that's awesome, man. So you. Um, so you kind of fell in love with, um, you know, barbering. barbering and then, um, how long did it take you to get in? So you, did you get into it right away? Were yeah. you landscaping for a little bit? What was the, 
So it was okay. 2016 summer. I used my first paycheck. I was getting paid 15 an hour. I used like $300 to buy my own clippers because we were using clip, uh, Walmart clippers at the time. And then from then on, I started doing free haircuts. Did about 50 because it's free, right? Everyone just came. They saw the value. And then after that summer, I started charging 10. So it took about half a year to start charging. So, and then it just went on from there, started building my clientele. Yeah. And you were working for other barbershops before mm -hmm. Compound, right? So summer 2016 to March 2017, I was cutting from home, just building up my own clientele. And then the barber I was going to was Jules. Mm. So, you know, Jules from Alex's Barbershop too, yeah. which is now my business owner for Compound. So I met him. He was already a successful barber. And there's me, high school dropout, just started getting haircuts from him. He saw the potential in me. And then he actually asked me to sub, like someone was going on a vacation and he asked me to just take over because they needed barber. And yeah, I guess I started working there, starting off as a substitute, but ended up they wanted me to stay with Blue also, my coworker. So me and him started working there in March 2017. Nice. So yeah, just just connection, I guess. He was my barber. Yeah. So just knowing him and being being available when something comes up, the opportunity, and then yeah. I just took it. No, that's awesome. And 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 you've been kind of rolling with that since then, right? You've been you've been just kind of building your clientele up, yeah. working. That's a must. You know, polishing your craft, right? Mm -hmm. um, when did the idea of, uh, you know, compound turning into a barbershop take place? Because I know from my, me personally, from yeah. knowing Jules back in the day, yeah. I actually performed at one of his, uh, I think it was one of his first events for compound when they were a clothing brand. Yeah. Or just a clothing brand. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember going and I was actually one of the, I was one of the rappers on, oh, uh, yeah. on, 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 on stage and I, I performed a couple songs. That's how I know Jules. I know, uh, I know, I know when he had partners back in the day too. So when did it turn into the idea of turning compound into, uh, what it is now? Um, so me and Jules always worked together at the barbershop. He had the clothing store, but it's just a clothing store. It wasn't like a actual barbershop yet. Me and Jules always just planned out our goal and our dream was to always open up a barbershop and if he has to put clothing aside for a bit to get it that done, he uh, he just had to do it, right? Uh, I guess sacrifice one thing to get another. But we can always just uh, get into it again if if our barbershop's already done, which is right now actually. So now we're back into making clothes. We have our shipment coming in soon. And the foundation was the barbershop. Mm -hmm. so get to it first and then everything else it's kind of just we can put it in there right yeah and then we started working with this uh partner again too Kui john Kui john was his partner for the clothing before the barbershop but well we don't want to break his dream of not having to do that anymore right yeah just because me and jules have a barbershop doesn't mean they can they can't make the the clothing mm -hmm. so we put him back into the team he's now handling 
his uh his ex he's an expert at doing that stuff so he's handling that for us while we focus on cutting hair he makes our clothes and then yeah he's we're back at it now no that's awesome mm -hmm. um why do you think you know compound uh you know you guys have built a good rep in the city yeah. mm -hmm. um you know i've I, I know about it you know a lot of people in my circle know about compound mm -hmm. Um, what, what, what was the, what was the idea with the brand? Like, what was the, what was the underlining factor that kind of gave it, you know, you guys that real push to make an actual brand in the city? Mm -hmm. So first of all, even just the planning of the actual barbershop, we put the waiting area in the back. Like, do you remember it's in, I do. Yeah. It's in the back. Like usually you walk in the barbershop, it's right in the front, right? You have a seat before you even see any barbers that's actually strategized i wanted to put that in the back so that when the clients walk in all the barbers are forced to actually say hi to them I that's like the that. whole different thing with us and other barbers is barbers actually know the clients it's a relationship and it's a community mm. you know i mean it's like what do you remember from compound like what's the thing that hits you like what do you remember from it the vibe the, the vibe, experience, right? yeah. The experience. Yeah. Because even just, you're not just talking to your barber. You're talking to the whole shop. It's a whole team. Mm. Instead of it's just you and the barber. Yeah. All of a sudden, you got the whole team there. Everyone knows you. Yeah. Everyone says what's up. Or at least we try to, right? Yeah. No, that's smart, man. Mm. And uh, the, I find like, you know, um, the, the, the vibe is, is, is very, um, uh, I think it's it's very it's very youthful. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like true. it feels it feels fresh. It feels fun to be in there. It's you not. Know, there's people are yeah. you know people are having fun. They're playing mm -hmm. games. Yeah. Um, you guys got the NBA players on the on the walls. Uh, yeah. You got you know the hip hop music going. So yeah. it feels it feels very um, you know like you know fresh. Younger. You know? Yeah. Younger vibe. Yeah. Yeah. It's not too professional. Yeah. We try yeah. to still with our services. Yeah. But. Well, the barbers, there's 12 of us. Our average age is like 20 to 25. Yeah. So we can't, we can't be too professional if we're not as professional ourselves. Yeah, yeah. You want to, you, know you, you still want to showcase yeah, like your authentic, authenticity, mm -hmm. like who you are. Yeah. As you, you know, as you're coming up. This episode of the Second Floor Podcast is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, which is on a mission to inform you about your city. Want to get a handle on Edmonton's growing innovation scene? Take a listen to Bloom, Taproot's newest podcast. Each week, hosts Emily Randall-Watson and Faiza Ranji will discuss the latest developments in efforts to solve new problems and diversify the economy. Find out who's investing in what, who's investing in whom, and what's on the horizon. Find Bloom wherever you listen to podcasts or visit bloom.taprootedmonton.ca. So your team, d does your team, how did you, how did you find your team? Oh yeah. How was that, How did that go about? So yeah, networking. It's a, it's a very big step in opening up your own barbershop. Yeah. If me and Jules opened up, it would be one thing, but having our team is so important. We started building up our relationship with them even before the barbershop. Two of them we, st we worked with at the old shop, Northside, but a lot of them, uh, we just met through barber meets, barber competitions. We stayed connected through 
Instagram, like Snapchat and all that, social media. That's the powerful thing about our technology now. We stay connected even though we don't see them as much. We still know what's going on with everyone's lives, which is a good thing because you start building up your connections even before you have a barbershop, right? So those people, I guess, we're friends. So even before, one of them, Arthur, he started off as my client. He wasn't a barber yet, just like with me and Jules. Yeah. I actually encouraged him to be a barber. I gave him his pair of clippers. So it's like digging your well before you're thirsty. You know what I mean? Mm. Start digging early before you before you even need them. And then when he became a successful barber already, I didn't even have to ask him to work with me. He's already I'm working here. Yeah. That's my station. Yeah. First yeah. time he came, first time he came to the barbershop. He wasn't even done yet. I didn't ask him to work with me. He just pointed out his station, said, yo, I'm working here. I'm bringing my stuff tomorrow. I'm like, okay, I didn't even hire you yet. <laughs> yeah. This kid just hired himself. Yeah, he hired himself. So, yeah. It's funny how that works because, like, you know, Jules did that for you. Yeah. And then now yeah. you're doing it for, for him. And yeah. then, you know, it kind of almost the cycle kind of repeats itself. Yeah. Um, that, that's beautiful, man. I think mm-hmm. uh, um, what did, like, what made you like open like because a lot of and i know this from 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 many of my friends and people that i know mm-hmm. it's not as easy as just like opening oh, yeah. opening up a business right a business takes time it takes effort it takes a lot of planning and even with all that planning and preparation yeah. you might not even go through with opening a business i know how hard it is to run my own business i've been doing it for a long time yeah and there's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of late nights. There's a lot of stuff that goes in through your head, especially because you're running it. Mm-hmm. You're the guy. You can't look at anyone else. Um, and it doesn't stop at a nine to five. It's 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 always, yeah. it's constantly, it's a 24-7 thing. So even before, you know, what made you take the risk? What was the idea? What was the thing of like, yeah, I'm doing this no matter, no matter what happens. And what did your parents and like the people around you think okay. when you were going through that? So barbering is an essential. Uh, everyone's hairs grow back. That's I guess that's the thing with barbering. I got lucky. This is my niche because everyone always needs it. But another thing is clientele. Me and Jules had a full clientele. As you know, it's hard to book with us. You have to book in advance. So with me and Jules clientele alone, we can already afford the rent. There's no, there's no risk. We know there's other businesses that have higher risks because it's not always like that, right? Yeah. So with barbering, after you built up your clientele, you're pretty much set. Your clientele is your, it's your paycheck. So once the, I knew me and Jules had clientele and the people that wanted to work with us had clientele, well, it just made sense. For me and him, right? Because we don't want to be working for someone else that we don't know that's just making money off of us. We want to actually have our own shop. But did you bring this up to Jules? Was this something that you guys thought about together? Yeah. Or, or was he like, hey, you know, I'm planning to, you know, start this barbershop and I want you to come with. Like, how did the process come about? Oh, where- okay. Yeah. So me and Jules... Uh, it's it's not really like plan plan. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like, 
okay, first step is this, we're gonna do this. We sort of just talked about it like casually, like we always told each other, Alec, he like, he tells me, Alec, we're opening a bar- barbershop, okay, one day. It was always one day, Yeah, you know? It was always one day. Mm. But I'm all about, I don't like planning. I'm more, I'm, a, I'm more of a like, a, I just do it and then figure it out type of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So first step was uh, hire an accountant. That was our first step. So what do we do first? So we just went on it step by step. Okay, what do we do first? It's me and Jules. This was final. Me and Jules are doing it. Uh, if everyone else wants to work with us, they can just work f- with us. But we'll open the shop. So I guess, yeah, it was never like he asked me. Mm-hmm. It was it was just like we had a goal. Mm. It was the same goal, so why not just work together? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what did your parents think? What did your family think about mm. you, you know, opening my, up your own job? My parents were never strict. They're always mm. so supportive. Even with me dropping out of high school, they didn't care. Mm. Usually, yeah, like especially my parents from the Philippines. Any immigrant parents, Any man. immigrant parents, bro. <laughs> They'd be like, what are you doing? But they have a different mindset on anything. Mm. They just want me to be happy and my siblings. They don't care what we do. Like... I was skipping school in grade 12. They knew I wasn't happy with school. I didn't like school. They're okay with it. And then just en- with anything too. Like they don't care about money. Mm-hmm. That's why that's my goal to to move them out of our house because we're renting. I want to buy them a house and then have everyone there. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they've been supported. No, no, uh, what you call it? You don't no get anything. Yeah, no issues. That's good, man. Because I, I remember uh, running around with a camera years ago. And yeah. I was like, yo, I want to I wanna be able to do this. I want to be able to mm-hmm. shoot and edit videos yeah. all the time. And I was going through university. And uh, the my parents were always telling me to like, yeah, like they were expecting me to become like a doctor, right? Really? Yeah. So I was, I was <laughs> planning to go into optometry school actually oh. before this. Um, but... Every day after after school, after my classes, I, w- I was shooting or editing some sort of videos or I was mm-hmm. I was making music or something like that. So my, my mind was consumed after school. I, I never had the, I guess, the programs that I was in, I was not passionate about, especially in Makes sciences. Sense. But I was good at it. You know, I got good grades and I, I did what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the support wasn't there from my family. It, wasn't it was it was difficult to really think, OK. I'm going to make this into a business. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to show them. I'm going to see like, yo, like this actually makes money. Like you can actually do this for a living. It was a very difficult process for me. So that's good that you have parents that are like, yeah. hey, like, you know, we support you as long as you're happy. Like that is is something that's a factor that a lot of people um, need. You know what I mean? And, and I think it's a very essential thing. Um, not Not saying that it's necessary i think you can yeah. still do it like you can still do it. there's other people like such as me you can still do what you want to do but i mm-hmm. think it takes if you have that encouragement i think it goes a long way um yeah, yeah. man so what got you into you know doing like um uh, like you, you've started to do a little bit of videos you're starting to do a little bit of yeah. content creation you're starting to you know i know you're active on social media 
where did that come about? What was the, have you just always loved social media? And, yeah. And is that, is that something that you just kind of want to continue building off your brand? Yeah. So with barbering, my main marketing tactic was social media to build up my clientele. But now I'm, I'm too booked up now. I don't need clientele anymore. Yeah. So my, my skills in social media was okay. I wasn't like doing research about it. I was just posting my haircuts. So that got me to where I was, which was the barbershop owner at 20 years old, right? With my clientele. But now I'm starting to get into it more because during quarantine, actually, quarantine changed my life for the good, man. I was so bored at home. I didn't know what to do. I started off um, different businesses with my friends and family. So me and my friends, we started the fish business. Like we import fish. Yeah. We import fish from Thailand and we sell them locally. So I want to. I wanted to get into um, video like you. Yeah. So now I actually get what you talk about when you come get a cut. Talk about camera gear. I actually get that now because I took an online course for it. And then me and my brother, we started the flooring company, like anything epoxy. Yeah. So that was during quarantine. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done any of that if it wasn't for quarantine because I wouldn't have time. I would just be at the shop cutting hair all day. Yeah. And well, also the compound, I wanted to market for compound as well. Yeah. So with all of that stuff, uh, I needed to gain more skills. I had to always learn new skills to market it better because I was just posting haircuts. It was just regular stuff. Mm. also another thing was the online course i forgot to tell you yeah so i made a online course for barbers is it by... like busy barbers or something yeah like the that? busy barber the busy barber yeah, yeah so now i went from local which is my barbershop and my other businesses to now an online course you can sell anywhere in the world mm -hmm. so you get like you get how much more i have to learn of instead course. of just targeting local now I got the whole world. You got the whole world, yeah. So it's crazy, man. Yeah. After finding out about those stuff during quarantine, I get, I went to Toronto. And the barber owner there has a merch. He was telling me, oh, I get no sleep. Now I get all of that. There's always something to do now, now that it's online. Yeah. There's always something to do. Yeah. So to answer your question, what was your question again? Well, uh, the... Social media? This, yeah, how did you get into it? And what was yeah. The, yeah, so yeah. I guess during quarantine, I found more opportunities Yeah. to answer the question, what's next? 20-year-old barbershop owner. Yeah. Like, you would think I would just stop, right? And yeah. And just run my business. I guess I got bored because quarantine. And I found out what's next. Yeah. So always something next. That, that's awesome, bro. Great stories are timeless. To be a great storyteller, one must bridge the gap between an alluring narrative and the audience, to pull with the heartstrings, and to shape the imagination. At Q Films Media, we're more than just a media production agency. We are a powerhouse of creative individuals, content creators, who specialize in telling great stories. Stories that are intimate, 
and kept closest to the heart. Stories that are powerful and inspiring, that spark boldness and action. We are Q Films Media. We're here to tell your story. We are always unseen.